disgusting, but debate between Zeus and Aquariums. Are they good or bad? Although many people view institutions such as zoos or aquariums as inhumane concepts that cause more harm than good, it is actually quite the contrary. Zoos and aquariums are beneficial institutions that play a necessary role in our society as long as they value the well-being of animals above entertainment and monetary value and that they focus on making strides in conservation efforts. Diving into the benefits of these parks, public institutions like zoos or aquariums are necessary for making animal conservation efforts. In the world we live in today, it is absolutely essential that we are making strides to protect the environment around us, which is exactly what these parks are doing. Animals face serious challenges in the wild, from mother nature to predators, environment, environmental factors, and other things. These challenges make it so it is not uncommon for animals to get injured in the wild, causing them to be in need of outside help. Places like zoos and aquariums provide these animals with a safe place to live and additionally serve as rehabilitation centers for hurt, sick, or dying animals and focus on bringing these animals back into healthy state. Additionally, unfortunately, many animal species suffer from declining population rates and face extinction. Without human intervention, many of these animals will die off. Lots of zoos and aquariums have put in place species survival programs that work to rehabilitate endangered species. In one specific example, 95% of Britain's white-clawed catfish population had vanished. However, thanks to efforts of UK zoos, actions are being made with the goals of breeding these species in order to repopulate and release them back into the wilderness, as well as spread awareness about their fight against extinction. On the other hand of the argument, some people may disagree and argue that these repopulation efforts made by zoos and aquariums to create a reliance on humans and captive breeding programs decrease the genetic diversity in a species. And yes, this is a fair point. Species survival programs aren't always perfect and sometimes result ineffective. However, with more studies done, zoos and aquariums are able to use trial and error to perfect the process and, in the future, be able to take even further, more effective conservation action. The success in rehabilitating species close to extinction far outweighs those that failed. And without any of these programs, what would the future look like for endangered animals? Secondly, one main importance of zoos and aquariums is that they spread awareness and education on animals and wildlife. Lots of people never get the opportunity to see the exotic animals that you can see at zoos and aquariums. Obviously, here in Leroy, New York, it is not an everyday occurrence where we can see a tiger walking around our backyard or a penguin diving through the Awaka Creek. Zoos and aquariums serve as education centers where people can learn about otherwise unknown animals. Not only do zoos and aquariums teach the public, but they also are places of research where scientists can study these animals. Using parks as these, Researchers can gather data on anything from animal biology, genetics, behavior, and interactions, food and habitats, ecological impacts, and so much more. Scientists could use this data to understand the needs of animals and how we can help them, which is especially essential in the world we have created today. In general, public institutions like zoos and aquariums provide us with so much vital information about animals and how they work. Aside from teaching simply about the animals themselves. These parks are filled with education on how we can protect these animals and save their environments. And it is this knowledge that allows us humans to be able to connect more with animals and strengthen the bond between us. The more we know about animals, the more we can live coherently and understand how the world is connected through nature. Apart from 
purely being education grounds, these aquariums also provide a place where passion is able to grow. These parks are unique environments that often inspire initial inspiration and the development of a child's passion for animals that could otherwise be very difficult to spark. Children are able to fall in love with different animals and become fascinated into the, in the field of zoology. Personally, I still remember the first trip at the first trip I took. What? Personally, <laughs> I still remember the first trip I took to the Niagara Falls Aquarium with the Summer Rec program, in which I fell in awe watching the different sea life and learning about their environments. My child self was inspired, and though back then I aspired to be a quote-unquote dolphin trainer, even now I'm still in love with the idea of seeing the ocean, and I currently want to enter the field of marine biology. And if it wasn't for that initial spark of fascination and interest I had as a kid in that aquarium, who knows where I would fall right now. Some people may disagree, however, and argue that yes, the fact that we can observe animals in zoos and aquariums and learn about them is super impactful. However, keeping animals in captivity is wrong and unethical. Capturing and keeping animals in enclosures while they are meant to live freely in the wild is hu- inhumane. This argument is definitely valid. Nobody likes the idea of animals being held in zoos or crimes when said they could be living freely in their natural habitat. It can be easy to jump on the bandwagon of animal captivity slander, but once you take a deeper dive, you begin to realize that this captivity is essential to the conservation of our Earth and is put in place to protect these animals and not harm them. Not to mention, most zoos put in good effort to recreate an animal's zoo enclosure as close as possible to their natural habitat in the wild. By teaching humans about their lifestyles and even advocating for the protection and conservation of animals, zoos and aquariums help protect animal populations. These parks provide much more, than help, much more help than they do harm, and without them, ecosystems would be at stake. Finally, parks such as zoos and aquariums provide positive resources that benefit communities both economically and socially. They have <laughs> zoos and aquariums don't <laughs> provide just economic help, though, but they also leave a huge social impact. By serving as a meeting ground for people and children to group up and get involved, these parks help to bring communities together while simultaneously encouraging a positive learning environment. For instance, think about the field trips we used to take to the Seneca Park Zoo in kindergarten or the organized summer rec trips to Niagara Falls Aquarium. Parks like zoos and aquariums are unique places that attract all sorts of people to interact with the environment and with each other. And it is social interactions like these that form essential bonds and create memorable, fun experiences. At the bottom line, regardless of the actual content and premises of these parks, they help to gather different groups of people together and unite communities, which is so, so important. (laughs) On the opposite end of the debate, one may make the case that yes, zoos and aquariums are beneficial for communities and the people that live in them, but how are they beneficial towards the actual animals? Although many zoos provide financial support for their communities, they often lack in funding themselves, which cause the living conditions and care for animals to worsen. While they make a good point, it is the lack of funding that shows how we need to support our zoos and aquariums more. Additionally, we stress that they must already have the qualifications of maintaining good conditions fit for their animals, which is what the vast majority of zoos and aquariums do in the first place. Yes, some parks do not take care of their animals, often causing them harm. However, this does not mean that all zoos and aquariums are bad. There are around 20,000 zoologists in the world specializing on the study of animals in such institutions. To argue that zoos and aquariums do not care about their animals is simply ignorant. To put into perspective, there are always going to be that small number of 
pet owners that sadly do not take good enough care of their pets. However, does that mean that we should ban the ability to own pets? No, because the system of adapting animals is far more beneficial than the risk of a bad pet owner, and it is that exact same way for zoos. You do not throw away the whole bunch of apples just for one rotten apple. You pick apart the bad ones, which is exactly what we need to do. Regulate these parks and ensure that they provide good conditions and support for their animals. Despite there being some bad parks mixed in, zoos and aquariums serve as significant benefits, which far outweigh the negative ones. To wrap it all up, essentially what we are saying is that we acknowledge that anti-zoo and aquarium people make a case and that they have points. However, zoos and aquariums are beneficial and even necessary for the conservation of animals and our planet, as well as our growth and knowledge. Bottom line is, as long as these parks contain good conditions and place value on the actual welfare of the animals more so than the money that they make, which is the majority of zoos and aquariums in general, they are an essential part of our world today. Zoos and aquariums take huge strides in conservation and rehabilitation efforts. They educate our world and spread knowledge that strengthen the connections between animals and humans. And finally, they give impactful social and economic benefits to our society. Our world would be a much different state if it wasn't for zoos and aquariums.